Hey guys, welcome to the Real Estate Rundown with Shannon Robnett. Hey, I want to talk with you guys about a really fun subject, rejection. I want to talk with you guys about how to handle it, how to deal with it, how to process it, what it really means, right? And I just want to keep it from a business sense. I don't want to get into the endeavors of personal relationships or, you know, parental relationships. I just want to talk about from a business standpoint. And I want to give you a couple of personal examples of when I was told no or when I was told that that wasn't a great idea. Uh, you know, there's been times when I have come into situations where I didn't know my way out of it, and I was trying to get some information. I was trying to build a better mousetrap. I was trying to think my way through it, and I went to people that I knew, and the advice and the encouragement that I got wasn't always advice and encouragement that you wanted. There's been times, I've, I mean, I don't know how many times I've pitched my deals, right? I think Colorado Commons, I've probably pitched that over 100 times. I've gotten told no a definite majority of the time. Uh, I've gotten told no probably 80% of the time, 85% of the time. Uh, but the but the 15% of the time that I've gotten told yes has been very rewarding. It's very exciting. I like it. What I'm looking at, guys, is I'm looking at the reality that there's a lot of no's in your life. You know, I recently listened to uh, Michael Burnoff talk about your brain is is programmed to keep you in the status quo. What I mean by that is your brain is programmed to keep you from the hot stove, from slamming your fingers in the door. Your brain is designed to keep you out of trouble. It's designed to keep you away from painful things. It's designed to keep you away from things that will take you to an elevated state, but then leave you crushed because you didn't quite get there. How many times have we thought about asking that person out and we didn't? We thought about saying this thing to someone, but we didn't. We thought about asking our boss for a raise, but we just couldn't. That's because our brain is telling us we don't want to go there because the risk is not worth the reward. And I wonder how many times we've done that and then we look at the people that have experienced extreme reward in their life. I think of LeBron James right now at the top of his basketball game. The guy's worth, I don't know, over a half a billion dollars. And he has got a lot of reward, but he has put in a tremendous amount of effort and he continues to put in a tremendous amount of effort every single day. Now, obviously he's come to the place where he's getting more reward than he's putting in effort on a scale of one to effort right now because of the years and years and years of putting in all of the effort, right? There's some natural talent mixed in there. We'll give him that. But there's a lot of effort that nobody takes into account. But he didn't get, he didn't stop at getting told no, right? I mean, we know the story of Michael Jordan getting cut from the team, right? In high school. Yet he went on to become one of the greatest, arguably the greatest basketball player of all time because he didn't take the no. He kept going. Colonel Sanders, we all know that. Tasty chicken, right? He kept going. He kept getting told no hundreds of times. Thomas Edison, you know, the successful people in life are the ones that turned a failure into one more time they got up from the floor, one more time they walked over to the wall, and one more time they started the process again. And I have a story kind of like that. And I was, it was during a pretty rough time in my life. It was back in 2012, I believe. The economy had done some things. I don't know if you guys were aware of this, but in 2009, 10, and 11, the economy was pretty rough, and a lot of us were trying to figure out what to do. 
And in that, I had started a trucking company. Sure, why not? I got a lot of trucking experience. I've had a CDL since I was 19. That qualifies me. And I'd borrowed some money from some people, and I was getting going, and I, I had stuff going, and I had a guy that owed me about 100 grand, and it was the end of the pay cycle, and I didn't, I literally didn't know I had four loads to go from Boise, Idaho to Williston, North Dakota, and it's 1,031 miles. When we were hauling mobile homes up there for the Balkan oil field, that trip paid about 5,300 bucks. The problem was that diesel fuel wasn't something you bought on credit cards. Diesel fuel was COD. Nobody had an account for that because truck drivers, I guess, don't always pay their bills. And I remember I was, we were literally at the point where we were counting our pennies to see if we would have enough money to get back. And we were trying to figure out what we were to do. And I kept getting told no. I kept getting told you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. It's not a good idea. You won't be successful. You won't get there. And I got up off the floor one more time, proverbially speaking. I put three other guys in the trucks. I got in one and we headed out. And that was in February. And in April, we made the trip successfully. We made it back. We got paid the hundred grand. All the people that had said no were wrong. Literally two and a half months later, I had sold that company, paid all my bills and made a sizable amount of money that allowed me to go back into construction and development where I'd spent most of my life, except for a small time during that, that downturn, that recession, right? But it gave me the seed money to get where I'm at today. It gave me the startup money to go out there and do what I knew to do and get back into the field that I had spent most of my life, all but a year and a half of my whole adult career in. And I, and I tell you that story not to tell you that the people that said no were bad people. The people that said no were the, the ones with the best intentions for me. They were the ones that, that cared about me the most. They were the ones that didn't want to see me hurt the most. My brain was screaming, don't do this. You're going to get stuck. You're going to... We didn't have enough money for a flat tire. We didn't have enough money for an alternator to go out. We didn't have enough money for any of the things that a trucking disaster could happen that were regular in trucking. And everything was telling me don't do it. Everything was telling me no. Educated guesses were telling me no. And I got up one more time and I did it. And I pushed through. And I went past the no and it paid off. See, at that breakthrough, it wasn't that I paid off and I became the most successful trucking company in the Northwest. We did become the second largest oversized trucking company in the, in the state. What mattered was I was able to carry forward. I was able to keep the doors open and push, push, push to where I could get to where I am today with the seed money that it took to get off of that step and onto the next one and then move to the next level. So when you're talking about leveling up your business and when you're talking about growing your business, it's always when you come to the bottleneck. It's always when you come to the spot where you're reaching for the highest rung that you can't quite reach and it's everything is at risk and you feel that you're completely out of your element. Now, I'm not saying you need to put yourself in a place where everything is at risk, but it feels that way. It's always the stretch. It's always the most uncomfortable position that right after that comes the most growth. And I tell you that because that's been the place that I've proven myself time and time again. But that's always the place where they cut the squad. That's always the place where you practice, you practice, you practice, and then they dwindle it down from this roster to that roster. They eliminate. Now we got the we got the JV team. We got the varsity team. And now we've got the professionals. And now every level is another level up. Now we've got the world champions and the... And so I'm telling you this story because I want you guys to see that you guys have the opportunity to push through the uncomfortable things in your life that your brain, your family, your friends, your loved ones are telling you you can't do. 
And you know what? You might not do it. You might fail. But when you get up off the floor and you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, it wasn't because I didn't try absolutely as hard as I could. It wasn't that I can't look at that and say, you know what? That's a lot of failure. I know now what not to do the next time I do this. It was because you had the strength to keep pushing that you got that experience. And that experience is usually what hones your skills, what refines what you're doing that allows you to take it to the next level. Because you'll find that there are people out there that are always at the top of their game. But if you really looked at the battle that it took to get there, they never started there. They were never they were never just a walk-on standout, started playing college football their senior year and they just went straight from there two years in the, in the college and they went straight to the NFL and the draft. I mean, it's, it's never that story. It's always that it takes more effort than it's worth to push through it is what everybody says. That's what no is all about. No, you shouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't advise that. No, that's beyond your skill level. Doesn't mean you can't. So I want you guys to be thinking about that and I want you to look at the places in your life that you're getting told no's and I want you to look at them logically. This is not about anything other than business here. But when you're looking at it and somebody's telling you no, why? Why are they telling you no and what's beyond that? No, you don't have the expertise. Well, where do I get it? No, you don't have the money. I don't. Well, where do I get it? How do I overcome the objection to make sure what they're saying I cannot do becomes a reality for me because I fought my way through it? Tell me why you said no. Tell me what I need to make the no a yes and give me the opportunity to go figure that out. A lot of times, the people that are telling you no are just going to keep telling you no. They're not going to tell you why. They're going to say you can't do it because you don't have this. You don't have the equity. You don't have the experience. You don't have this. You don't have that. That's the one thing I love about multifamily and syndication. It's a team sport. You don't have the experience, go partner with somebody that does. You're going to give up some of the deal, but some of some of it's better than none of it. You don't have the you don't have the wherewithal. You don't have the down payment. You don't have the equity. How do you get that? How do you how do you beat the system? How do you get in there? Don't let the no be what turns you away and stops you from achieving your dreams because then you, you just add that to the word normal. And then you become normal. The no turns into nothing new, and you're just normal. But you don't want to be normal. You're not created to be normal. You're exceptional. But in order to do that, you have to prove it. You have to get past the no. You have to make whatever was going to be a no into a yes, and you need to push for that. And you need to do it with common sense, and you need to do it with thought process, and you need to do it with determination. I can't tell you how many times I've been told no for good reasons, valid reasons. It doesn't mean I couldn't find somebody that I could I could find that would say yes. Doesn't mean I couldn't find the person out there that would believe in me, that would say, hey, you know what? I see the value in what you're trying to say. I see the value in what you're trying to do. So I want to leave you with this thought. When you're looking at a no, you can decide if you're going to be normal or if you can decide if you're going to be exceptional. And if you want to be exceptional, you know it's going to take more work. So buckle in. Get down to business. Go through your numbers again. Get a better pitch. Try it again. Work through it. Find another audience to pitch to. And keep pushing. Don't let your no's, your naysayers, the people that tell you no in your life, be the end of it. Well, I tried. Three people said no, so I guess not. 
The law of averages says you're going to be in the single digits for acceptance. So if you talk to two people and one said no, that's 50%. You talk to three and two said no, that's 33%. You got to get to the place where you've talked to a thousand because in those numbers, you're going to get some yeses. You're going to have to try that pitch a thousand times. You're going to have to try that exercise a thousand times. You're going to try that shot a thousand times. But don't let no be the end of it for you. So guys, go out there, get yours. Don't let it stop you. Don't let the naysayers do that. Thanks for stopping by the Real Estate Rundown. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. This is Shannon Robnett signing off.